Hello, welcome to another episode of Bonecast. I'm Nick Tishua. This one has been a long time coming. I once again had the honor of having a discussion with Rinpoche, which I hope you'll find enjoyable. I have a few brief announcements before we get started. Uh, there's just one teaching that Yuru has left on its calendar for this year, and it's coming up very soon. This is the Poa of Rainbow Light being held at Yuru's Retreat Center in Emily, Minnesota. This is a powerful practice to help us prepare for our death. As a sign of the accomplishment in this practice, Rinpoche will be able to stick a blade of kusha grass directly into our head. I discussed this teaching in more detail with Rinpoche in this episode of Bunkast. There will likely be some other teachings from other lamas throughout this year, as well as more with Rinpoche when he plans to return to Yuru in early November, so please check out our website for more updates. Finally, just as a reminder, if you have the ability, please consider donating to the kids at Bun Children's Home. You can do so through yurubuncenter.org or through thebunchildrenshome.com. All right, please welcome our teacher, Latini Madakwa Rinpoche. For being here, thank yeah. you for talking with me once again. You're welcome. Um, really happy that you're back here in the states. Um, yeah, I thought we could kind of discuss today uh, some of the practices that we've been doing recently, and um, kind of revolving around life and death. Okay. Easy topics. Um, starting with. Uh, the life side and the healing side. Could you talk about um, the fire puja, the jinsik, and uh, for those that wanted to be there but couldn't be there, uh, what is that all about and what, what do we do there? Uh, yes, good morning to everyone. And uh, about the jinsik, you know, this jinsik literally means burning with the blessing, the burning in the fire. That is what it meant, Jinsek. But here, according to different Yidams, you know, that we have, all the different Yidam have different text, and all have this different, different Jinsek. So here, we just recently perform is a Chumar Jinsek, which means known as a Garuda, Red Garuda Jinsek. Jinsek has uh, multiple reasons and benefits. There are, uh, number one is to blessing the earth, blessing the environment, blessing the whole country. It's based on how broader your capacity of sort of a concept of meditation and uh, intent of the space, you know. According to your motive and aims, that is the what uh, it depends how much and what it for. But then, in generally, 
it is a very sort of uh, it is a very powerful healing also not only to heal somebody who is a health reason not feeling well but a lot of in our everyday life there are a lot of struggles challenges that stress out our you know both mentally and uh, physically that we are being so exhausted and so forth and people not knowing how to get rid of it although they want to mm. so this is all according to deep level of the practice if you look at this is not all about what you are physically challenging is but it's more of mental more of karma without any karma anything you may enjoying in a very happy life or very misery life it won't happen it's all about karma this is way through this jinsek either being uh, strictly involving and being participating in through your kind of relations even financially supporting to make this kind of ceremony happen it is a uh, through that kind of blessing and your own sort of believing and uh, energetic connection and the priest or monks their meditative state of dedication and the concentrating to whom and what and how to heal and help so through that way you cleanse our negativities and anything of that is bothering internally that kind of creates a space and healed and cleans and overcoming from the karmic debt that's a one uh, very uh, important and a reason and the second thing is that how you are physically being in the part of that very ceremony and experiencing feeling energetically <coughs> feeling by physically being there and involving yourself engaging in and then if you could connect that that is also way the obstacles external obstacles may eliminate it and the deep insight is connecting to the deity fire deity of chungmar through that connection again the enlightened power and the quality of connection and from us a genuine motive genuine intention and a proper way of connection also makes a great strength healing and stabilizing in us a inner harmony or peace so many reasons of jinsek is there mm. you know and also to promote once you are able to cleanse your karma and once you are able to relieving your obstacles of in, uh, external and internal level so gradually your mental become much more clearer and much more stable that leads you to experience depth of your own self you know sort of discovery or self identifying that we call self realization so these are the many sort of pieces of that uh, through chungmar uh, jinsek so there's no specific only for one thing this is for meant but it's all multiple reasons that we perform but very much is based on individual that how you are open for it how much you are connecting into it how much really you meant it this all base depends on our own self also so accordingly it get effect
Okay. <laughs> it was a very amazing ritual on so many levels. Um, and so much work went into it, uh, so much preparation. There were so many offerings. And, yes. Um, I, I'm sure it took a really long time. Uh, could you maybe just briefly explain, you know, we did a, as you said, Red Garuda, Jinsek. Um, would you use, would you do a different form of Jinsek for a different... For a different reason, or um, because different teachers are connected to different deities, <coughs> or um. yes, there are many ways. As I said, there are most of the in uh, the Sangak tradition, tradition of Sangha in the burn. So most of the deities have a complete sort of rituals, and it has a jinsek. Jinsek is just one part of it. Okay. Okay, and this is not very often performed because it's uh, number one it is very secret and it's very important number two it is a lot of work mm -hmm. and also not only work but you need to have somebody who really know about it so very well and also it's not good enough to how to perform the rituals but you must have some capacity that could effect to the whole uh, purpose you know the mm -hmm. is aimed for, for so this is all differs on the circumstances and condition. Why we did this time the Chungmar is because, you know, I have been teaching Chungmar teaching seriously, you know, for more than 15, 16 years. And every level I have been advancing it, especially from last year or year before when we have the course of the Chungmar teaching. So that was the kind of deeper uh, sense of teaching. So there are people's interest and then I decided maybe it is now time to have people those, you know, uh, kind of feel what is Chungmar practice is like. Mm. Kind of there is openness and also eagerness and openness that they would like to have more deeper in a sense of connection. So there's nothing like we do a person to person make friendship and have coffee together. But connection in a means heart and essence of the teaching of Jumar uh, practice which is kind of deepening in you uh, uh, what do you call residing in you in your feeling in your heart and kind of open for that practice so therefore it is also a one reason that I choose that because people have some experiences and have received the teaching even some uh, of them have received initiation and the transmission so and also the you know Emily our Yeru retreat center is a new place to bless the new place also so many reasons yes so that's why uh, I choose the Chumar otherwise there are so many different uh, other idams too okay. yeah thank you um, so related to the Kimar practice uh, you recently taught um, a short uh, Medicine Buddha teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I was unable to attend that, and so for myself and others, um, could you maybe? We have a lot of people here in Bun who are healers or interested in healing. Um, could you maybe explain the difference between the two practices, or why someone might use a Red Garuda practice in a certain healing sense and Medicine Buddha in a different healing sense? Yes. 
I think, you know, number one, these two are very different personality. Uh, and these two of them are actually is not something that is only for healing in a physical illness or something. Mm. But each of them have a, all of this different form of the practice in the Yidams, both in a peaceful and a wrathful or fierce form of the deity or Yidam. It's always with the purpose and the reasons of how they appear and the way they appear. Medicine Buddha, we call Sangye Mela. Mela means medicine, medicine deity or Buddha. Mm. So it is all, for example, the medicine Buddha, it's strictly very beginning is dedicated a physical illness mm. to heal and overcome. And same time, it's not like a only healing physical uh, uh, imbalance level, but the causes of the illness of the his according to history of that very text is the behavior of the person that who was in ill, which is a prince of the one of the island, mm. powerful, rich, in a very prosperous in a material level, but is being totally turning back toward and against toward the spirituality and. The, uh, teaching. Okay. So because of his all this behavior, wild and Im, uh, what do you call, uh, uncompassional action, violence action and so forth, and makes him go through all karmic uh, subsequent, uh, what do you call, subsequent, right? Yeah. Karmic. Karmic result. Oh, okay. Of his own action, no. I think so, so I don't anyhow result of the, his own action in this very lifetime became to experience in his own present current lifetime. Mm. So he was helpless through any of the healing like a physicians, rituals, ceremonies, because his karma of that was so powerful, so much in negative. Mm. So therefore he is experiencing in his own lifetime and helplessly suffering. So therefore, Buddha Tumba Sherabs is finally being asked, which he don't believe before. But now he is helpless, just hope that he can get cured or healed from. So therefore, Buddha's compassion, you know, is kind of vast and unconditional. So he accepted his invitation to visit his island and to cure this prince who is suffering tremendously. So with the condition that he say, I can heal you and cure you, but would you have a capacity to open and accept the your deeds as wrong or karmically negative and willing and committing not to repeat such again once you get healed or better and following certain certain commitment of Dharma action. So he just accepted all. And that is what Buddhas give particularly condition, relative cause of condition was that prince to give this teaching. Likewise, many who are suffering from karma, you know. Mm -hmm. So through this teaching, he appear as a real, as a healing of this kind of uh, issues both in mentally and moreover in physically because of the karmic uh, conduct or karmic behavior of his own. 
So Buddha appeared as a real like a healer, along with the herbs. You know, therefore, Buddha's in a hand. We have a special herb that is we call Arunambarjava, means king of the healing herbs. So that herb symbolized through herb and also through spiritual with blessing to the medicine, herbal medicine, etc. And through meditation, through water wash, blessing, healing, and so forth. So many and mantra, ritual, ceremony, all this makes him to kind of when you are open and when you are sort of hoping and open to get that benefit. Mm. So then only you become to heal. So Medicine Buddha is specifically motivated for that. But long term, if you look at, likewise, many, many sentient beings are suffering then and also in the, for the future to heal such. So Buddha have told that. There's different levels of chapter, ceremony. It's more of this is a ritualistic combined with the meditation. Mm. So through meditation, through reciting the Buddha's name, medicine Buddha's name, all the medicine Buddha's energy that is through uh, reciting name and a mantra and meditation and the rituals. All these are combined as a form of healing. Mm. You know, there are many reasons. So this is the mainly that if you are, uh, it's very powerful practice. You know, uh, the only thing is I don't see that people are so much understanding or open. So therefore, we did not went very much deep, mm. you know, or other teachings of the Medicine Buddha. We simply went very basic things sure. because people are having very difficult to, you know, understanding of these things because normally you get uh, sort of hoped and healing is through physicians, you know, mm -hmm. x-ray, blood tests and giving all these pills and medicines. Other than that, you even have a doubts. Oh, I'm not sure this may cause me, you know, side effect or this effect, not sure. good. Or, so you're even not 100% trust there, you know. You have a kind of interest, but if that interest is based connecting to your limited understanding of the sort of open, your limited openness, if that is beyond that and you are close, so mm. you are not let. So therefore, it is not like a Chungmara deity that people are being connecting. Yeah. But uh, Medicine Buddha is not something a weaker or less the lesser uh, power and benefit. It's all enlightened mm -hmm. Buddha, his own manifestation of teachings. But it's a matter of also openness of the people mm. or listener. If you are not open for it, then no matter even Buddha comes, he cannot do. You know? Yeah. So medicine Buddha is actually for that reason. So there are a karmic cleansing part of the medicine Buddha teaching okay. through meditation, through the you know receiving the lights and rays from energy in the form because we don't get Buddha connect physically in like you and me sitting. Right. So we are only get connecting is through meditation, the clear light of that power of transcending. But you have to have a sort of trust on your practice and you have a trust on what is your practice is uh, connecting to. If you don't have that openness, those who are open, yes, they can experience, they can feel, they can benefit. So 
Otherwise, this medicine Buddha is also a very powerful healing and cleansing of your karma and connecting to all those enlightened uh, manifestation as a healer or medicine Buddha. Mm. Uh, we can say eight principal manifestations of the medicine Buddha. You know? okay. yeah. So this all, yeah. And the difference is one is very sutric, you know, the do, very basic one. Sure. So medicine Buddha itself. Chumar is a very a little, uh, in a category level, little higher, or we can say as appear categorically, it is in the category of Nga, of the mm -hmm. Sangha tradition. So which is more secret, which is more deep inner inner level of connection and the form of the deity also much more energetic in the form of appearance more fiercey one is more simple more but that doesn't mean energy is being different energy is being same effect if you open it mm. but appearance as per circumstances of our condition so it makes a little different okay very interesting thank you um Okay, moving away from the healing side of things, uh, we have a POA retreat coming up. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I was hoping you could tell us just a little bit generally about what is POA. I know there's several forms of POA, but yeah. um, in general, what, what is POA? POA literally means transforming, transformation. So transforming from one place to one. So here what it means, our karmic consciousness, which is strictly bound with karmic energy and karmic, all those past accumulated energy and causes. Based on that, we are in this samsaric or this cyclic existent and karmic body, flesh body, mm -hmm. which is based on cause and condition. And so from this very physical body, the karmic connected consciousness, when we are leaving this physical body, means we are dying. So that time through practice of POA, we meant to transforming this karmic body, hosted consciousness, mind consciousness. It's a true sense of level of that consciousness. Instead of let it be again, fall in the samsara or cyclic existence, it is transforming into ultimate Buddha nature, ultimate reality, of, ultimate state of Buddha nature of Kundusangbo, mm. which is ultimately our true nature state of clear mind. And that very is what we call Pyongu Kundusangbo, primordial enlightened Kundusangbo, mm. and which is total freedom from all this cyclic existence bound and karmic uh, depth involvement. So total freedom from the karmic essence and free from the suffering and misery. That's a literally meant power. Because, so, you know, we sentient beings, have, uh, as long as we live, we engage in so many actions, right? Knowing, unknowingly, so body, speech, mind. Each and every action causes its own level of force of energy that will bring the consequences of its own and that is our all karma in samsaric level most of we are bound with karma mm. so knowingly unknowingly many karmic negativities and also many good things we have ultimated <clears throat> so those all put us in the same sort of 
circle until you get free from the total freedom of the suffering. That only happens either you do in very lifetime, engage and strictly practice and make sure you clean all the karma and cut off the root of all the suffering which is ignorance or otherwise you may come back again and again and which we complain but we come back mm -hmm. no choice that's what we call karmic force huh? so through power at the last minute of the our uh, this very current physical body we actually detach forever and kind of like a, you know kind of like a, you are you are totally moving from one country to another country, which from heat to cold, cold to hot, or misery to pleasure. So this attaching from this physical body and totally yourself to make it transformed or unite your this very conscious mind nature into Buddha nature, which means absolute freedom from any of the karma. So total freedom an absolute freedom. So through pardo and so forth, we don't go through suffering. And then we could have manifest to help other beings. That's what power is, to make your last minute of human body a great channel or bridge yourself to connect to the pure land of primordial Buddha. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I think it was... I think you mentioned that it's sometimes referred to as um, forced enlightenment or yes. something. Um, does this mean that if we weren't a great practitioner but we know how to do POA well that we could achieve enlightenment at our death or how does that how, So that when, I, when I say that forceful enlightenment it is you know the, it means mind is so powerful. Mind makes whole change, but mind needs to know what change you could benefit or you could achieve in a right way. So here, what it means, even in whole day, if you are not being well, sort of practitioner or have not really gone into deep, but at least if you have the clear number one authentic instructions from the qualified teacher you that about power practice so you know clearly exactly what and then having yourself to put effort to get a, a what you call a proper sign of indicating your practice is getting maturing in mm. in a right level and a correct way of meditation and prayer so once you have that, so in a way that through power method, you also discover the true nature state of mind. But that very discovery is like a, the moment you're discovering that you are transforming in that very state. So therefore, anyhow, your physical body is going to leave with these kind of circumstances and mm -hmm. you're in the last moment. If you have that well-grounded power practice in you, that is the moment if you could remember and reflect on the power practice, that is you can rest it in that state of realization. Hmm. Actually, it's the same as like a realization, but in every day our life, you know, we practice 20 minutes, we practice hardly one, uh, one hour, but then 
in between we get break we know but we are not well experienced mm. we experience but we are not well totally uh, what you call it, unified or integrated or living into it because up and down yeah because there means next time next time you know today and tomorrow tomorrow and day after tomorrow but that very moment there's no day after tomorrow yeah that very moment is moment you are able to focus on that true nature state of mind which it's uh, absolute what we're talking about pre-modal buddha pre-modal buddha of within the base of pre-modal buddha is awakened and when you remain in that state and when it is being matured being in that state of remaining in the state of pre-modally pure from the very beginning that remaining in that state and if you leave this physical body of karma that is what we call because there's no day after tomorrow right? right you are just gone and that's what you are last of this very physical and karmic life so therefore we say it's like a forceful even a whole life you have not been very succeed but you have a belief and a trust to freedom free from the suffering so that was the moment you apply that method properly and in a lifetime you are practicing it and now that is the time that you can make it so it cut off totally to fall down again that's where i say forceful sort of forcefully you are being transformed meant that but it simply means last minute discovering true nature state of mind and true buddha nature of your own is the way you are resting and that's what it is okay thank you <clears throat> i think um in the west we're relatively familiar with um the Tibetan Book of the Dead and uh you know the reading of 49 days of scripture to yes. the dead does this for someone say uh we knew someone was a master and we knew they did poa does do these um things still get read to them or do they we just assume that that they have been coming like yes that? we do still okay because uh it is not when we perform that sort of 49 day ritual mm-hmm. it's yes mainly or uh, conditioning cause is them because of their this death we do perform by their loved ones or family and friends whoever uh, and also request to lamas that to make poa so that he or she is in sort of cut off the root of ignorant and not mm-hmm. to return back into suffering of samsara so <clears throat> even that let be the merit the blessing the quality it is not only him or her who died mm. he or her is the only condition of making this very ritual or this 49 day ritual but connected with that the most loved one of his or her mm-hmm. family members or loved one who is sponsoring or organizing but whoever is being involved in this very ritual the merit of accumulation of positive karma it's kind of very wise a very is uh, what do you call widely spread to benefit mm. everyone whoever is because it is how you dedicate you know we always do anything even it's me that people do pray long life for example right or people do pray for me a medicine buddha or chungmar for healing if i am get in sick mm-hmm. direct or immediate 
focuses me, but always we include like a warm-hearted attitude or concept. That is we call simje. Mm. greater or higher higher way of mind thinking. That we include all like me who is suffering may benefit to all them. So if I am already liberated by the blessing of that very Lama, right? But there are many such as like me, countless people are still benefiting from that. For that for always doing prayer and doing any talk offering, any practice, dedicating everyone is, that is the most your, another way, spiritual social work. Mm. Dedicating yeah. to everyone, you can, nobody will see you doing that, right? right? And you may not see also how each and everything is like if you dedicated harmony and peace in Iraq, you don't see that happen there because of your prayer. You don't see it if you want to see it by physically. Right. But if your mind is fully and if your heart is fully open and hundred percent single-minded concentration and dedicated and sending compassionate light and energy of the Buddhas, they are invisibly but they are very powerfully energetically benefited. Mm. It is very much like that. Okay. You get earthquake in somewhere else, the it vibration even we are far from distance, it affects somewhere else. Yeah. Very much like that. We do pray here, we can help, we can benefit everyone. After all, the mind and its light, energy of light and the mind of emptiness has no limit, no control by anybody else. Only thing is we are in position generally and concentrate single-mindedly focus or not that all differs if we are in that that will be the most powerful benefit prayer practice for us and accordingly it cultivate positive merit in you thank you you're welcome um this retreat it's uh Pua Jagurma. Pua Jagurma, correct. Um, could you talk about maybe the difference between this and other poas? For example, I've heard that there are Tantra and Dzogchen poas. Um, yeah. Yes, there are uh, many different poas in a different, but this very poa is uh, quite well, uh, quite well known or quite kind of uh, popular in a burn society. Okay. It's not that something others are not valuable at all, not all are equally teaching and of course. But this particular of the teaching Pova Jagurma, which I have been teaching, it is uh, it is very highly regarded and well known is because number one, it is a direct air transmission from the Nyameshirab Jalsan, who is an emanation of the medicine, uh, sorry, wisdom Buddha Mavisinghe, and also who is in a human form founder of origin memory and great teacher mm. and source of all our three transmissions to one of the his successor Kundushirab Gondyal has been transmitted this air to air Nyameshirab Jalse appear as we do visualize in the rainbows that's the how he appeared in the morning when he was doing a distance power to someone else having died mm. so during that very moment before he began to do it 
and all of a sudden Yamechir Abdelson appear in the rainbow circle and he give this transmission say do this power for self and for others distance or close do this this is very effective and direct and sort of uh, purposely manifested this you know appearing in this so since then it is being uh, uh, make a form of text written from his oral whatever he have and then it became preached and transmitted to his successors by Kundushira Bhonjalon. So then on up until now it is being practiced, highly regarded. Even lay people are after preliminary practice, we introduction of the Moiji, actually we call Moiji actual practice, is the then we introduce power and this is the power Jagurma. Okay. And there are Madhu powers, there are other powers, you know, and all are these powers are meant to be or either way say but ultimately it meant to be achieve yourself enlightenment mm. once you achieve that there's no enlightenment and enlightenment right, you know, right, enlightenment right. means accomplished ultimate level of quality and benefit all sentient beings by purifying your own karma that's all you are totally freedom now so therefore this Power particularly, it is a very powerfully practice. And so that's uh, why I teach. And also, you know, this uh, since I have given this teaching in different places in the state, Canada and in Europe, so people have a great experience. Mm. Many people have, even Russia, yeah, Belarus, people have a great experiences of this all teachings you know it's very very powerful and it's very rare it is very serious or it is very important that we all have this power teaching mm. because especially of these years you know the 21st century that we have <clears throat> especially in the north there is not very much chance of meeting the uh, teachers mm. at the right time of the your death okay. in Tibetan societies more or less, if you are dying now, last minute, there's always a lamas can come, right? That maybe just five, ten minutes or maybe even 30 minutes before or day before, whenever you want, they can come and kind of refresh your, you know, experiences of pardo, your experiences of dying process. And then immediately your breath stop and you will get power, past power by lamas. Mm. But here you do have very rare chances, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a very timely and circumstances, conditions. This power practice is very valuable yeah. and important for the practitioners to receive it. You, you practice it. Once you have practice as a course, go along to, to check the lama to sign of your practice in your crown and a blessing with the kusha grass. It's not every time it happens, mm. you know. Every time it's not that possible. Yeah. So when you have opportunity having this blessing kusha, and we actually, it's a highly regarded uh, fortune of your lifetime karma that once in the past somehow you may have good karmas that you met lama, you met teaching, and you met now opportunity of this blessing of kusha. So through this teaching, so it is gives you not only power how to transform you, but it also gives 
you know, the introduction to the process of dying, how, how your body function is decreasing and how it connects to the chakras and the organs and elements, dissolution of elements, and then inner experience of all this process. Also, and then the type of the pardos that you may go through, all are being introduced mm -hmm. and taught you. And then if you keep that practicing, so you are sort of familiar, like you are studying a map. Even you are not going now, but you may plan to go next year, Israel. So you study by map and you study by all this kind of information, what you need. Once you know, you are fully prepared. Whenever you are going, you are ready, you are fearless, mm. you are excited, you are ready and confident because you know where you are going. Yeah where you will stay, what is there to see, so you don't get scared of being in a new place, unknown place, not knowing what will happen tomorrow. Right. This is what often happens in our everyday life, because we don't know. Therefore, in the West, people are very much... Nowadays, it's two, three percent, I would say, better than before. Early days, even you don't wish to hear about the death. Mm. People are so much afraid of dying. Dying is for them is like a very scary and something unpleasure and you know is something that you don't want to talk. But you can say I don't want to talk, but you cannot say I don't want to die. You have to die. Yeah. When you die, whether you know or not, whether you believe or not, the process of dying is equally same who believe and who don't believe. Right? right. You have to go through that. So better educate and you don't have to worry about it is like a then you're moving one house to one house you don't get scared of moving from one house to new house rather you are more excited yeah, huh? yeah. it's very much same this our physical body is like a resident and our mind consciousness is rental of this very house mm. the rental can move anytime from the house right rented house mm -hmm. We don't belong, we don't possess that permanently, that rented, rented house. It's like this, this body is not permanent. We are just simply temporarily using. When it comes, we should have likewise excitement or joy instead of fear. Fearless and joyful death is what the teaching meant to be. Understand. Thank you so much. Um... Okay, finally, uh, you'll be leaving us at the end of this month for a little while. Yeah. Um, could you maybe, for people around the world listening, could you uh, let people know what your plans are for this sure. next year? Well, this time with many sort of things, uh, you know, in schedule, so in and up. So our schedule of, especially my being here in Yeru in the United States, is being a little bit shortened due to several things and so I'm here only for a short, reason, short period almost like just two months now end of this month I'm going to Europe and uh, then I have to go to Russia and Belarus and so forth so and then in Canada and Europe again to this and I am uh, very much uh, uh, 
likely to be here I think in the sometime around in the first week of November okay and I may go through and maybe possibly for sure up to till end of January but possibly some part February so anyhow during this period I will be back again okay and I will be here great thank you uh, well thank you so much for your time you're welcome. Michelle.